0: Welcome to the Guy to the Movies podcast, episode 102, with special guest and internet fanboy favorite, Amber Heard. Just kidding. Uh, we have... <laughs> people are obsessed with her, and it is getting oh, gonna... ugly. We just <laughs> got
1: on all of the TikToks. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching TikTok all day, and people are loving this, uh, this news that's out there. Big but... fan of her. Yeah, big, big fan of her. <laughs> Uh, but we are joined by Mr. Gaius from G Reels himself, and we will dive right into the episode um, after these brief messages from Who Better Than Us.
2: Everyone is part of the family at this point. It didn't do my fan
1: fiction idea that I had.
0: So this movie was
1: garbage. You are a monster beyond all belief. Put them all in the thing and then do it. How? Know, you're lucky to have me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get 60 million people because you're not a Super Bowl. Shut up. So chaotic.
0: Welcome to the Guy at the Movies podcast, episode 102, Sean Welcome. Good to see you. How you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great after a one
0: week long illness that for once wasn't COVID. (laughs) Sean and I literally texted each other last week and he was like, I'm not feeling well at all. I can't do it. I was like, oh my God, thank God you said it.
1: (laughs) I slept for 24 hours straight. And so my wife is just like, I
0: really think you have COVID. I'm like, we keep testing it. It's not that apparently. (laughs) As you're about to move into a new house next weekend. Oh, Oh, yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect Perfect timing. timing uh mr gaius himself g
2: reels how are you great to see you glad to have you on yeah i'm glad to be here this, uh, you guys already sound like a lot of fun so i'm really excited about <laughs> jumping on today uh, fun ridiculous you know it goes either way i must all of you, the above if a dinosaur
0: pops up during this just hold your hand up you'll be fine, right. <laughs> <I'll> be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. thank you chris pratt thank you, thank chris, you pratt. chris pratt <laughs> pissed, off, pissed off chris pratt holding the hand up <laughs> So we have a number of things um, we want to dive into here tonight. Um, but, yes, first I want to mention, uh, you're Back to the Blockbuster podcast. Had a lot of fun on it last week. Why don't you tell people what that's about and where else they can find you?
2: Uh, well, I started Back to the Blockbuster with uh, my buddy Owen, and uh, uh, our buddy Jack just hopped on officially, like, I think, three episodes ago now. He was kind of on as, like, a special guest for a little bit. But now he's our permanent third. And basically, it's uh, since I work in a... Entertainment for press. I come at it from that end. Uh, Jack has some uh, connections industry as well, and then Owen is just our uh, regular movie guy who just likes <laughs> to go to the movies and uh, you know has a standard, casual moviegoer opinion. So uh, it works out really well with like the three different opinions kind of uh, hitting on different topics and stuff. And um, I got back to the box office because I started uh, the G reels Instagram page. Uh, God, six years ago, seven years ago now. And it was a combination of that and doing the news editing for Joe Blow all kind of worked really well together. And uh, I was approached about doing a podcast and I didn't want to do it by myself. As you can clearly see, it's much better doing it with at least one other person. <laughs> um, so it's been uh, it's been a, a lot of fun. It's been fun because I've gotten to connect with like a lot of people like you guys. And uh, we've had a bunch of different guests on our show that it's just been a lot of fun and everyone's uber supportive so it's it's really cool I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing it it's a little stressful at times yeah. uh trying to trying to juggle uh three different things plus you know other real work too <laughs> outside of all this but uh but you know we all do it because we love movies and entertainment so that it it makes it worth it and we're having a good time doing it Absolutely. absolutely. Hey,
0: there was a guy on your podcast the other night. Uh, where You asked him what he does. He's like, I have this podcast, that podcast, this podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my god,
2: Derek. So, like, the first time we had Derek on, I was like, I saw a list. And I was like, well, do you just want to, like, plug, like, three of these? And he's like, no, I can get through it real quick. And he did pretty quick the first time. And then since it was so funny that he kind of dropped them all the last time he was on, I was like, you know what, just talk about all the things you're doing. <laughs> and we're just gonna put we're gonna put that link tree up, and whatever one they want to go to, they'll go to. By the time yeah. they wrap up the episode, but he was it was so much. You guys were like a lot of fun. Like that whole, my face hurt from laughing uh, so hard. It was a really fun discussion. Yeah, it was like really late when
0: we ended here, and I couldn't sleep because I was just la- I was like still, still like <laughs> up stuff, so. Yeah, you know, typical. But whatever, it was. It was for a good <laughs> cause. It was fun. Um, Sean, yeah. how's the moving going?
1: Oh, um, I mean, this room is still pretty uh, secure. Uh, they're like, it's just we've been moving little things for a whole week, just like you know, bu- like cars full of boxes of things, and um, there's still a lot here. And it, it it mystifies me that we have this much stuff in a house, um, and uh, we're going into a bigger house, and it already seems like it's crowded in there. So the math is not adding up, which is bothering me on many levels. But I, I don't know, man. I I just this weekend is the official official move. We're moving the beds, like because right now both places are uninhabitable because we don't have any like supplies here and we don't have any supplies there either. So it's like we can't go anywhere. You're like in
2: a weird limbo right now. <laughs>
0: Listen, oh, moving from apartment apartments, uh, to apartment is the worst. I can't imagine moving into a house and having to deal with all that and actually being responsible for it. <laughs> well, and this is like, like, I thought it would be great to like
1: move in, like, oh, cool. We're going to like move in for like a month. This is going to be great. We can like, instead of like an intense one weekend endeavor and, uh, <laughs> It, this is worse <laughs> like, i want that one <laughs> weekend now to get this over with
0: yeah. <laughs> well, more power to you it's going to be great once you're in uh and you know you're it's not you're not having any issues watching any movies or tv shows i've seen that <laughs> i mean well, what's really
1: been pissing me off is that there's only been like one new movie a week and now there's like five
0: coming out this weekend and it's like i will
1: not have the ability to see them <laughs> come on
0: but <laughs> Well, maybe it's by so the true. end of this, we'll be able to rank what you should see. <laughs> <laughs> that would be helpful, right? Well, listen, we need to start off and talk about the biggest trailer we got probably within the past couple of weeks. And this was Black Adam, uh, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson DC film that's been in the works for quite a long time. Uh, and I, I listen, I'm impressed with the trailer, but we have someone here who was with the man himself. And I think, yes, tell us a little bit about that experience
2: uh so i got a crazy email from my editor-in-chief like three weeks ago and he was like hey like they're doing i don't even know they actually did this they're doing like a trailer premiere on the warner brothers lot <laughs> the for Rock black adam <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh just for like two and a half minutes he's like yeah 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 it's a, it's a big thing and i was like all right and he's like are you available because you're in la like do you want to go and i was like yeah sure i mean of course i'll go and then there's this like another long email comes in he's like just so, just so you know like you didn't really have the option to like say no because what i kind of left out was it wasn't just like they invited our outlet to go to this thing like you were on a list of dwayne johnson's like approved journalists to go to this so there were like maybe 20 of us that went and you can tell like it, what the kind of sites that were invited like they're they kind of catered to like the, the comic book movies and stuff it was like collider and cinema blend and comicbook.com so he's like i guess he was very strategic about who he wanted to kind of promote it to you first um so yeah we all sat in the theater on the warner brothers lot watched the trailer twice like in a row um and then we were ushered into another room uh basically like as intimate as a QA as you can get like we were super close to to him uh and his producing partner and this very lovely <laughs> moderator named tiffany smith like she had so much energy uh big dc comics fan she uh she was really good at kind of leading the charge on getting all the questions out. But yeah, he ran this whole Q and a about like the making of the movie and like what he kind of expects uh, from it and how long he's been like working on it. I didn't realize that it's been like a passion project of his for like Mm -hmm. better part of a decade. And, you know, he was just saying that, uh, you know, one person asked him, is this, is this going to be, is it weird for you to kind of play kind of an anti-hero? Because you're not really, we're not really used to seeing The Rock like, kind of do that. And he kind of looks at this as an opportunity to stretch himself as an actor and like do something like a bit different. And, you know, judging from the trailer, I mean, I watched it twice there. And of course I watched it a few times at home. It does feel a little different from the stuff that he's done in the past a bit. Like there's not a lot of like, you know, quippy rock stuff. And like, you know, uh, yeah, it, it does seem like something that is going to be really unique to that genre. And I'm kind of like, I was most impressed by like the visuals in the trailer were just all so really good. And, uh, and I think just hearing about their passion about making it, uh, it, that was kind of what got me that if I was on the fence, like, Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like they seem so passionate about like putting something really credible out there. And um, they really care. They, I mean, they, they talked about all the meetings they had with like Warner Brothers and DC, and they had like a lot of. I was surprised like they expressed all the freedom they kind of had. They didn't really get like messed with a lot. I guess while while they were making it, but I guess that's when you know when you have Dwayne Johnson and yeah, you're, you don't really you don't really you don't really interfere much. Um He kind of runs shit. But it was <laughs> yeah, but it was it was cool. Like uh, we all got to meet him and talk to him for a bit. He shook my hand and like it felt like he broke it. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, unfortunately we couldn't do any video in the room but I I do have like because I had to do like the audio to sh- transcribe the whole event later yeah. so I still have that audio saved on my phone and he gave us all like s- swag bags with his tequila and uh, our very own <laughs> our very own Black Adam uh, action figure and <laughs> uh, some other small little things that And he was just saying that like this is kind of just the beginning like the people that are invited like are gonna get to go on this ride of like getting to do like the press and stuff for when the movie comes out. So it's like, it's really, it was really exciting. I don't know how I ended up on his list. I've never like interviewed him or, (laughs) uh, or done done anything like that uh, with him, but I'm not going to complain about it. And I'm just going to accept the fact that I was on it and just be happy that I was.
0: (laughs) Hey, with some of the people that I don't think were there, that's really impressive that you made the cut. That's awesome. You know, like just given some of the, Let's say the louder, more frequent um superhero people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. That's what we'll say. <laughs> that's, where, that's where we'll leave that. <laughs> um, I have the to vocal. be honest. The vocal. Yeah. I have to be honest. I, I, and I, listen, I am a, I have, it's well documented that I like the Zack Snyder movies, but I will say that this gave me Man of Steel vibes, um just with yeah. the visuals, with, the way it opened with the spaceship, with some of the, the the comedy bits that were thrown in there to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Sean, I don't know what you thought when you saw it as a resident comic book man who doesn't no, know anything do do comic about comic <laughs> <laughs> You were on the you list. How the hell did that
1: happen? <laughs> yeah, I was on the
0: list. I just couldn't make it. LA. <laughs> the rap would be like that. This is going to be fun. <laughs> well,
1: if, if I was on the list, I would have been like. Thank you, and then was hoping for the you're welcome. Oh oh my God. God. <laughs> so I we would get kicked out. Oh man,
0: <laughs> what did you think of the trailer, Sean?
1: Boy, I mean, like. I was torn in half with this one because, uh, like, after I watched it, I was just like, wow, that seemed like kind of like a run-of-the-mill superhero movie. And then there was this, like, inner voice that I think now Joe has just implanted in me that's just like, shut up, dude. Look at what you're seeing. You're seeing these amazing, <laughs> like, spectacles of superhero magic and everything. And so there, there is a portion of me that's saying, you know what, there, there, This this does still look cool, but I don't know, I was... Kind of unimpressed by the trailer, which doesn't seem like a fair reaction because everything they did, they still did proper. Like they they showed the story, they showed some cool effects, they like you know showed some sus- yeah. suspenseful moments. But I don't know for some reason it just really didn't like you know separate anything from what I usually see in a superhero movie. Now I'm still rooting for it because yeah. I really want Dwayne Johnson to do well, and even in movies where he's like, or excuse me, even where movies that are that are not good. He's just got this charisma that's amazing. So like you can't really fight it. And so I'm um, I'm ready for that, especially.
0: Yeah, I I I get that. I completely understand where you're coming from. The one thing I keep thinking about is this is the first trailer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, if they're if they're comfortable showing this in the first trailer, I wonder what else is going to go on in this movie that we're not even seeing yet. I'm sure we'll get like a final trailer as we get closer on oh, yeah. uh, some TV spots and stuff, because it is a superhero movie after all. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited for it i gotta say he seems like and from what i've read and yes, i don't know if he spoke about this at all but he's very committed to playing this role and like helping build dceu down the road yeah he he made
2: a point to say like one of the last questions he was asked you know when you sign on for like movies like this it's usually for multiple ones you know you know there's always like the you're looking at the future and he said that he is dedicated to uh doing all this storytelling more down the line and not just like with more like like black adam movies but he really wants to expand the whole like dc universe like he's very committed to doing that because i I, originally he was saying that like you know they were going to have shazam and black adam in the same movie Mm -hmm. and they were going to be like it's gonna be two (laughs) origin stories and then he said that he read the script and he was like it's just too much in one movie like they both have unique origin stories and they deserve their own films to kind of uh properly tell that story so it was decided like pretty early on that they were gonna separate the two and that probably worked out for the best because you know like yeah. sometimes those movies can get really overstuffed and like it's probably good that they're just focusing on uh one person um you know there are, some people are like kind of concerned like well does the general public know much about black adam and how are you going to convince them uh to kind of go see this. And he mm-hmm. said that there is enough for like the fans of black Adam to be satisfied. But also if you're uninitiated, you would be perfectly okay mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so like <laughs> you will be, you won't be like left out. Like it's going to be, he and that, that was important for him too. Cause he knows that some people are coming to these movies just as movie fans and not necessarily like comic book fans. So they, he had, you have to please both fan bases a bit. And he said that they are. And also, The Rock is starring in it. Like,
0: yeah. you know, like that's I think, the other big thing it has going for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you were you were talking about like the charisma thing, like f- on full display in person. The guy is very charismatic, and like the whole like I mean, there were like there were like twenty of us, maybe a little over twenty of us in that room, and he made us all feel like he was just so happy we were there, and we were like it, and like it was like he kind of like. It was almost like he could point us out all by name and like all that stuff too. He just really was like, You're here because I want you to be here, because you like deserve to be here. And I was like, Thank you. (laughs) Like, how do you not not give so much? How
0: do you 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 not like it? it,
1: (laughs) It's always fascinating because I don't want to go too far down this road, but what it it came out like, you know, a few years back that he would like, you know, he was filing the papers to run for president. It's like, I mean, he could be pretty damn successful at it, but he He just like everyone loves him. Like
0: Jesus. That's really good. That's the, guy at the politics podcast. Um, Let <laughs> me start that. I used to have a politics uh, podcast with friends for like a year. Um, oh. After <laughs> after Donald Trump was elected, we called it Searching for a Savior. <laughs>
1: it's, it's still out there.
0: <laughs> we chose, we chose, hey, chose downloading the shit out of that. We chose oh, that a, different potential, a different potential candidate each time. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of that's it that's was good cool. until like one of us moved and then it just it kind of went to shit and then we all were like depressed every week so it was a bad thing anyway um yeah I'll, listen i'm looking forward to it the biggest question i have though guys how was the tequila oh
2: oh it's so good it's so smooth <laughs> uh, like, so, so like i was so like i have it i had it at home and then I was like, I don't, I don't drink alone, so I'm not gonna just like do that. So I actually, I manage a restaurant too. So <laughs> I told one of my friends, I was like, Hey, I'm gonna bring it in and just like kind of share it with some of you guys. And sure, sure. Uh, but like, but like, but like, don't put it behind the bar because like there are certain people that work behind the bar that be like, Ooh, did we just get this in? <laughs> it would <laughs> like give it to guests. Um, but no, it's amazing. It's really good. Um, and like, I'm not, I can't really like sip tequila on the rocks, but that was actually I could. It was uh, it went down really smooth, so good I'm for it. It. He's good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has tequila,
0: tequila gin, like man, like, just get the full lineup. Um, I know, right? I want that gin when uh, Green Lantern Two comes out, or when uh, what the Adam Project Two comes out <laughs> from We're Ryan aviation. Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's dive into oh, what man. we've been watching. A lot going on. Uh, some movies have come out the past couple weeks. A lot of streaming uh, and a lot of festival work. I'll start off here, and uh, I'm going to start off with Lightyear, the movie that um, a 1,000-plus people did not uh, flip out at me for on TikTok. (laughs) Um, I won't get into too many details. I didn't care for the movie. (laughs) I didn't like it. I thought it was um, a miss for a property that was established in terms of the character of Buzz Lightyear. I thought they could have done a lot more i found the supporting characters to be very annoying <laughs> um the story <laughs> I, I really did not care for them um the story itself just seemed like it was kind of like half cooked um and the explanation or i guess the development of zerg as the villain really bothered me and it also kind of like get i said this to someone right after uh after the film i was like i don't know and right away he was like it's because it kind of like climaxed too quick right and like it was over uh and i was like yep (laughs) (laughs) i mean we we can't can't really judge anybody on that i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah but listen i'm not paying 13.95 for it Um, (laughs) (laughs) um oh man the other I've been watching, or uh, I'm actually going to mention two others real quick. One is uh, just a plug for an interview I did today that was absolutely a blast uh, for a film called A Sexplanation um, with writer-director Alex Wu. Uh, I'm sorry, Alex Liu. And Alex Liu is a uh, openly gay man who just realized like, he's very interested in the social commentary around sex and why it's so taboo to talk about and why we're kind of like raised with shame and stuff like that. So he goes on this hilarious... Uh, You know, journey talking to scientists and therapists and, you know, politicians and priests and then his parents. Uh, And it is just highly entertaining. It is very informative and just really smart. Uh, And I had such a great time chatting with him today. It was so funny. Um, he's really an intelligent guy and really, I think has tapped into something that's pretty fascinating society uh, in terms of society. So recommend that the interview is on my YouTube, but the other film that I saw at Tribeca that I absolutely adored also had a really good interview for this one. It's called the drop. So the premise is out there. So I'm going to tell you what the premise of this is. The premise is that these, this couple who's trying to have a baby go on a vacation with their friends and two of the friends are getting married when the the woman in the relationship uh, of, you know, our main couple um, holds the baby, she drops the baby. (laughs) So (laughs) thus it's called the drop. Um, drop. (laughs) And it's just all about kind of like everything after that and the awkwardness and it's cringe and it's, but it's so funny. And Jermaine Fowler stars in it. Um, Jermaine Fowler from Coming to America, most well-known there, the comedian as well. He's such a delight to talk to. So funny in this. Pen 15's Anna Corkle is in this as well. Oh, yes. Aparna uh, Nancharla from uh, Search Party. Um, Who else am I forgetting? Jillian Bell's in this. Oh, my God. Uh, It's just, it's such a good little cast. And it's so, it's one of those movies that I went in not knowing anything and I was losing my mind laughing. I haven't laughed like that in quite a while. Uh, So definitely recommend that. I'm assuming it's going to be the talk of the town with Tribeca. Uh, and then also probably get picked up shortly here because it's, it's just really good. Um,
2: nice.
0: Yeah. Tribeca has some good ones. I'm, I'm kind of on a documentary kick with Tribeca, uh, which I realized last night after like my third or fourth in a row. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of good quality content this year. Sean, well, two very right. different movies you saw. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah.
1: So um I, uh, I punted Hustle because I want Gaius to talk about that one, and I'll chime in there I for know. that. And um, so, uh, you know, I talked uh, – like a little more than a week ago, I saw Crimes of the Future. Um, Dan – oh, Dan Cronenberg, Jesus. Uh, David Cronenberg's uh, new <laughs> movie. Um, and, uh, man, is this a fascinating movie. I'm, like, so grateful this exists. Oh, God. It's not terribly good. But <laughs> like, I, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit like, you know, the pacing was rather slow. I think it was too odd for its own good, but it was just such a fascinating premise where people no longer feel pain and we're evolving to just grow organs. And now surgery has become like the new sex and the new porn. And it's like, just to think of it, it really, and like, it's become like these performance art situations and like Viggo Mortensen gets operated on and everybody's watching and they're just like, you know, fascinated um like people get their like faces carved up um so they can look like uh, good on the inside and stuff like their inner beauty um will be part of it
0: <laughs> this is like
1: an absolutely bonkers movie that like is really like just like cool and fascinating and i just i i think i watched the entire thing with one eyebrow raised because it was just the weirdest movie um, I, I gave it a C just because I didn't know what to give it. Um, <laughs> I I like, I've got to go down the middle on this one because there there is no way. Like you know, if if people hated this movie, I can understand. If people love this movie, I can understand. It was just the coolest thing. It's just so like crazy and fascinating. And I love the premise. I think more than the movie, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, and oh, everybody! In the words of a Jurassic Park line, hold on to your butts because I saw RRR in <laughs> this movie. Had- <laughs> it's a three hour okay i'm going to call it a bollywood but it's technically not a bollywood it's a tollywood no i don't know what that means but um you know like it's a like you could argue that it has the bollywood style there um it's about the indian revolution but it is entirely fictionalized with like actual characters that you know or or actual like real people from it but they never actually met but in this one they have a buddy cop drama it's akin to like an inglorious bastards type of rewriting like the fiction or rewriting the history Um, But it is this insane action musical with just, like, you know, them, like, you know, jumping in insane, like, gravity-defying stunts, um, along with, like, tigers and, like, just wolves that they're, like, running. They're able to run through all that stuff. Um, At its heart, it's actually a very simple story. It, like, does very well. Um, It's on Netflix dubbed in Hindi. Um, technically there is a more native language that is like like more proper but it's straight up not available on Netflix that's available only in theaters that way Um, but I absolutely loved this movie I loved it I loved it I loved it you you can't go too serious with it but even then this is just like the most like bombastic like Hollywood throw up in the world and it's just like pure fun and energy driven like absolutely It, it it will be like you know just like a nutty, a nutty thing, and I hope uh, India submits it for best foreign language film. I hope they will.
0: Interesting.
2: what had uh, you been watching? Uh, well, I watched. Uh, I'll start with a good one first. Uh, I watched uh, Hustle over the weekend, and I don't know how I missed this when they were talking about the movie. I don't know why I assumed that it was just going to be like a adam sandler comedy like leading up to it coming out yeah. um and then i then all the reviews were like really good and i was like where are all these good reviews coming from what is this and then i was like oh it's actually it has more of like a serious like tone to it and um it was really good yeah you know, my the interesting thing about adam sandler um i so i'm not like a huge and i know it's gonna like i feel like i'm betraying my generation i'm not like a huge fan of his brand of comedy. Like I've never been like into like Billy Madison or like Happy Gilmore. But I'm more of like I like I need him to be like subdued. I'm more of like a wedding singer kind of person where it's like dial it back just a little bit. Um but I also appreciate when he does stuff like punch truck love or uncut gems or something like this where it's like all right this guy has when he wants to when he wants to like put in the effort has an immense amount of talent. He's like really diverse. He can really do a lot of different things and you know i thought he was really really good in this i never would have thought that if i was thinking of pairing like husband and wife i've never been like adam sandler and queen latifah (laughs) but they actually they have like a pretty genuine like connection in too i thought i don't know i was really impressed by uh most of it and you know like a lot of like sports movies can i it does kind of have some of the general like cliches of like basketball sports movie but i still thought it was handled uh really well. And you can tell since Adam Sandler loves basketball that there is a lot of like heart that kind of went into like getting this made too. So you can just tell that like on the screen. So I, I really, uh, really enjoyed it. And like I was, you know, Netflix is kind of hit or miss with their uh, mm-hmm. with their original movies. And I thought this one was a hit for them. So thoroughly I, enjoyed
0: it. Let me tell you, I don't know if this really comes across for anyone that's not familiar with like Philadelphia 76ers but it is like a love letter to the Philadelphia 76ers so that- and seeing it in Philadelphia, like with, so I was at the Philly premiere and Sandler was there. A lot of the stars were there. The, um, a lot of the Sixers were there like it was just such a cool environment because even just sitting around people were pointing out like, Oh, look, like that's the Wells Fargo center. Or, oh, look, that's that. But I got to share this. I don't, Sean, stop me. if I didn't share this cause we didn't uh, have a podcast last week. No, no. There's one. So my biggest challenge with this movie is that I know it, like I know where they're filming, right? So there's nice. two things that they film, and they call it something else. One is and you're like no no no. <laughs> yeah. One it's the new it's the second Comcast tower they built a few years ago. That's they use it as like the hotel when they go up to New York, and I'm like nope, like that's literally right downtown. But the other one, this one got me so much. When he's taking him to the airport at the end, and he's going up the escalator. That's the escalator for the Wells Fargo Center. That's in the Wells Fargo Center. They just redecorated it. Like those flags that were up there that said Philadelphia for Flyers games, it's Flyers players. For Sixers games, it's Sixers players. And they just had the people, like they kind of redecorated it, right? So the whole time I'm like, that's how I like, get to my damn seats. Like, it was just <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but it's, I mean, that happens so commonly, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, a tangent. Oh, that's no, okay. Uh, I think
1: one okay. of the best parts about it is um, we look at uh, Adam Sandler's dramatic roles, which I think he does a great job in. But this was him sort of playing a more everyman. Yeah. I mean, you think about Punch Drunk Love as Barry Egan, where he's just like almost like a completely like you know just like a, a not a not an actual human character. Um, and then right, you right. look at Uncut Gems, where that's just a larger than life character. In this, he's he, yeah. you know. He's he's a down on his luck dude. He's like, you know, but he's doing okay. He's not this like dark figure. There's nothing like too complex about him, but he's still just like this good guy trying to make something work.
2: Uncut John. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder like what he what he wants this next stage of his career to be like. Is it more like I want to do stuff like this or is he still comfortable just kind of yeah. doing the typical Adam Sandler thing and, you know. Well, I mean, it's very it's a very lucrative thing for him. I mean, like the stuff he does with Netflix is they're all successful and uh, and you know he, I think he's one of, like one of the first like bigger stars to like kind of like go away from like the theatrical releases and started doing stuff with them and uh, if, even if you don't like all the stuff he's put out with them like you know he he knows his audience and he knows his niche so I, I got I can't can't hate on that too much. Um, Hubie, Hubie, Halloween. Like, Hubie Halloween. Oh God, yeah yeah <laughs> like that <laughs> uh, and then I also. Um, I saw Jurassic World Dominion, mm. and all I asked, all I asked was for it to be better than Fallen Kingdom, and I thought that wasn't much to ask. <laughs> and uh, I, I i I came out of it like so. I wanted to really like it. Like I didn't want to agree with like what other critics were saying about it. And I went in with like lowered expectations. Like, well, maybe it'll just be fun. And I don't know. I thought it had like pacing issues in like the first hour. I and mean, it did pick up eventually and there were some fun like set pieces and stuff and but like even some of like the dinosaur action that should have been fun just feels like kind of old and sale now it doesn't really hit the way it used to and i was i kind of was upset that it didn't really live up to the ending tease in fallen kingdom as much as i wanted it to like, they kind of touched on that, and then it goes into, like, oh, well, there's honing and, like, crazy shit with locusts, and, like, we there's a bunch of other stuff that we're going to uh, focus on, too. And I, I love seeing the original uh, characters back from Jurassic Park, um, but I kind of wish that they would have uh, converged with the characters from Jurassic World a lot sooner than they did. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie was almost, like, halfway over by the time it yeah. that actually happened. Um And I also kind of thought Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, like I liked them normally, but they just kind of felt like they were there. Like they really like, were like, it's like, they were almost like phoning it in a little bit. I was, I was actually more impressed whenever they had like Sam Neill or Laura Dern or uh, Jeff Goldblum on screen. just Cause you know, maybe it's just like the nostalgia part of it is just seeing them again all together. And, but like, yeah, there was something about like that energy that like Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard had, like, in Jurassic World back like in 2015, it just really didn't feel like they had that much anymore. They just, it. I don't know. I, I was just expecting more, and I really didn't want to join the chorus of like people not liking it. But you know what? I could be wrong. It got an A minus cinema score, just like <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> just, just like Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom got one too, and it still made like 145 million dollars over the weekend. Uh, so <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> I, think, I, think I know was, you like you liked
1: it, didn't you? I, I, Joe liked it, yeah.
0: I listen. I, I recognized the faults. I said it was a mess. I said it was chaotic. I had I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun. It's what I wanted. Like go into the. I was. It was beat into me when I was younger. By my father who loves these movies that it's like you're going to see fucking dinosaurs like at the end of the day it's dinosaurs and i was telling him last night though we talked about this a little bit on the podcast guys that uh mm-hmm. that there's nobody gets chomped <laughs> or maybe <laughs> maybe it wasn't this one. i was i've been on like two podcasts talking about this recently but nobody gets like eaten essentially <laughs> except for like the yep. dudes at the beginning outside the black market uh mm. you know whatever <laughs> the lovely innocent <laughs> forest that's just like on a vest yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know,
1: it's like oh my god
0: there's like a hundred villains get them i was on the lamb cast the other day and someone she said to me she's like at one point or she said to the group at one point i looked at the screen and i was like all six of them are still here that's too many, and like, it, and it seemed like when Jeff Goldblum was like waving away the dinosaur, I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna do it!" He's getting chomped, and then they just runs around them. <laughs>
1: I think one of the main issues with this movie was that um, you know it's tough to you know talk about which one like was uh, worse Dominion or Fallen Kingdom. I Fallen Fallen Kingdom Kingdom was far
0: worse. Horrible. I will not allow this to be spoken here. I
1: I was I was sitting in that theater for Fallen Kingdom, begging for it to end. Dominion, at least, I was like, okay, this isn't great, but like I'm 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 in this. Um, But what the problem with Dominion is that it relied on a lot of the stuff from Fallen Kingdom. Like a lot of the plot lines from Fallen Kingdom, I'm like, how about they just forget, forget about all that stuff? Yeah. Like, maybe the clone just doesn't get, like maybe they just oh, did yeah. that because nobody remembered it. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I honestly was like, clone?
0: <laughs> it took me a little bit to be like, oh yeah, I guess we did find out about that. <laughs> oh man.
2: Yeah, um, it just falls back on the whole like dinosaurs are dope thing that we were talking about on the podcast yeah. on my podcast last week. Yeah. It's just like, uh, like, because I like, felt like the early reaction to the movie, like the early social media reaction was like more mixed. And then I would go on Twitter like throughout the weekend, and I was seeing a lot of like, everybody shut up, just shut off your brain and just enjoy it. It's fun. So I was like, all right, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I just didn't. I just expected more from it. I feel if, like that's fair. <laughs> if you're shutting off your brain for it, that still makes
1: it a bad movie. <laughs> a bad movie <laughs> yeah. Your brain off like, okay, that's cool. That's fun.
0: It's, you shut off your brain for it, but it still makes it a bad movie. It's a popcorn flick. That <laughs> yeah. is a popcorn flick. That's what it is. So, But, hey, we're, we're going to get more Jurassic World in some sense because... They're making the money. So <laughs>
1: already, and I can't get it out of my head. One hundred percent. The more the most popular character is uh, I might butcher her name, but uh Deonda Wise, the pilot. Wise, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they're gonna do a spin-off like with her. her as like a pilot in some sort of Jurassic Park situation because everyone likes her and they, and they, they like her, they want to get rid of all the other characters now and they'll just her, have like a spin-off with her.
0: Her or Ramsey. Like I would love to see more with oh, what that is that, was that his name great. in that Ramsey? He was awesome. Yeah. I was so into him. They kind of, like, underdeveloped. What? Which, I'm getting them confused. This is really, like, pompous. I was on another podcast this week, and they were <laughs> – I, I was thinking if it was with you guys, but it wasn't. Um, so, so many good. shows. I know. So, so booked and blessed. Um, so somebody, uh, somebody made this comment, and they're like, "Did I would like to talk to one person that didn't catch that he was in on it from the beginning, uh, Ramsey. And I was like – I didn't catch it. <laughs> There's even one scene where like
1: they kind of have him looking lurking in the back slightly with like, yeah. this weird, like almost like cartoonish
0: like squint. And I thought it seems all, like, oh, hate- okay.
2: <laughs> Definitely was definitely was shifty from <laughs>
0: Well, and then when people like recall (laughs) it, when they're explaining why and they're like, remember when they said you're free to roam, but don't go over there because that takes you to the sub levels that you're not supposed to go to. I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense now in (laughs) (laughs) hindsight. Maybe that's (laughs) all right. Let's dive into the news of the week. uh, And we will, of course, tell you what's coming out uh, this week to keep an eye on. And what will be keeping Sean from moving into his house this weekend at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's going to kill me. She's <laughs> I'm gonna going k- to <laughs> She's gonna kill me. She blames <laughs> no one but me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But a little bit of breaking news here. Look at those graphics. Earlier today, <laughs> or earlier tonight, we said we weren't going to report on this. But I have uh, I have a two-source rule <laughs> when it comes to reporting on certain <laughs> news. Um, Uh, Unless it comes from a certain uh, top three uh, sites for me. Uh, But anyway, there was news that broke earlier through a uh, outlet that I don't consider very reputable that said that Amber Heard had been removed from uh, the Aquaman 2 uh, and the Lost Kingdom film, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, This is kind of crazy because if you have followed along with all of the obsession around Amber Heard uh, and Johnny Depp from their trial... There was a lot of back and forth about like, oh, another screening was held and there, her time was bumped up and, oh, another screening was held and her time was like drastically diminished. Um, long story short, Variety's is now reporting that uh, the news earlier today that she had been completely removed is false um, and that she has not been cut for the movie from the movie quote, the rumor mill continues as it has from day one. Uh, this was, I'm sorry, that was. A, this is a spokeswoman for Heard, but there's another source that told Variety it's not true. The source for Amber Heard said, though, rumor mill continues as it has from day one, inaccurate and sensitive and slightly insane. <laughs> and I kind of agree with the latter there. I've said this from the beginning. People are way too fucking
2: obsessed with this. Yeah, um, yeah they are. They really are. <laughs> but this kind of, le- like... Ahead, sorry, guess. <laughs> no, no, I, I was just, you know, like... If it's true that she's only in it for ten minutes, just let her have her ten minutes, and yeah. that like, it's it's fine. Like I I don't think it's gonna affect. I mean, unless people really don't like her that much, it's not gonna affect box office too much. Like I think whatever Jason Momoa brings trumps whatever Amber Heard would like bring to your negative viewing experience of that Aquaman <laughs> sequel. Uh, yeah. I'm- well, and slight spoiler alert, I guess, but this has been
0: out there for a while. Apparently, she's giving she'll give birth in the movie like near the beginning so, oh okay Sean, fish people have sex <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't say that like it's obvious i haven't seen this explanation documentary yet
0: i don't know that so that's in the follow-up yeah i was
1: gonna say it's got to be a little bit of a addendum um
0: but everyone like people were joking around about this but it makes so much sense just kill her kill her character off during that, you know, like at the end of that, it's an easy. I, I don't mean to sound so like flippant with it, but that's she can't just take care of the baby. <laughs> like, off, off, like, off screen, that's
1: how they took care of Paul Walker. They just like killed him with fatherhood, like, they just like had him, like, <laughs> they, really know,
2: <laughs> they really did. And then had to make have Mia come in that last one, like, yeah, he's okay with me risking my life. And we know we have like a kid, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I can hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I'll stay home. Well, <laughs> no, you can say.
2: Yeah, you serious?
0: Let's (laughs) let's shelve Amber Heard for one second and switch gears to a connected story in a way. Uh, But this is around Ezra Miller. So the latest with Ezra Miller uh, is that they have some grooming allegations against them. They cannot be located or served, and the uh, (laughs) LA Times is also reporting that this. I think it's an 18 year old uh, young woman who is apparently being groomed in like a cultish behavior uh by Ezra Miller, uh apparently they have been uh I almost said adopted. They have been abducted by them is what the parents are claiming. This, of course, in addition to a lot of the other claims that we've seen, years ago we saw, I think it was in Iceland, uh, New Zealand or Iceland. Probably Iceland. something Iceland. Where he I think like, it was like a year or two ago. Yeah. Body slammed the girl essentially or like oh, choke yeah, slammed yeah, the girl. The first thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where they chokeslam the girl and then there's also the there was incidents recently where he had restraining they, ha- they had restraining orders taken out against them uh, and stuff like that it has really just continued to bubble and I think the internet is collectively like alright it's probably time um, but first of all what are your thoughts on you know whether or not Warner Brothers should act at this point um, Sean with Ezra what do you think
1: oh no now the Harry Potter movies will be bad um, No. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, I mean at, at this point it's uh replace them. Um that's that's what you have to do. It it's it will cost a ton of money. It'll like like almost like be a nightmare in uh budgeting, but you know, you can't promote a film from prison. You can't promote a film when you're hiding from the cops. I I I don't it's just one of these things where at this point, this is one that, uh, this, these are not anymore like accusations or he, he said, she said like situations anymore. This is concrete evidence. Like this is like legit situations where it, it, it has to be someone else. And I know that I, I do, I am sensitive to the fact that that would be like an absolute nightmare logistically and financially, but it would also be an absolute nightmare financially. and, logistically uh yes. to have this movie try to come out um with them in it and so um if there's like i don't even know where things are has stuff been filmed like yes right yeah the- 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 it's completely yeah.
2: It's, it's completely it's completely shot yeah it's yes. done <laughs> like, okay so like, <laughs> that, that's a real blubber
1: <laughs> but i mean you, you yeah, it's have like-, to. like it's one of those things where like well you can't release this i mean you 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 know i, I don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm being unrealistic here but i just i can't see it happening
0: well, I want to say with in terms of uh the Fantastic Peace movies, I think they have an out with him at mm-hmm. the end of this last one. Should they continue the Fantastic Peace movies? Um, he kind of he could just die off screen and that yeah. they could die off screen and that would be it, you know.
1: Just chilling with Alba or
0: whatever, right? Aberforth, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs>
1: That was pretty much what I said. I was off was like close. a couple of concepts. Al, yes. Alberforth.
0: You combined Albus and Aberforth. They'll go about the bar together. It'll, it'll be like, cheers. <laughs> I'm be my promo. <laughs> Unbelievable. Gaius, uh, in terms of The Flash and with Ezra Miller and everything they have going on, what are your thoughts on what Sean said and then the story in general?
2: So we're basically a year out until it comes out, right? It's supposed to come out in June of 2023. So Uh, Before all this, I thought maybe some damage control could be done to kind of like, you know, like, hey, we're going to get them some help and make sure they stay out of the spotlight for a little bit. And because everyone also likes a redemption story, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But stuff keeps happening like over and over again. And I can just imagine just being. In the offices at Warner Brothers, just like them tearing their hair out because they're like, you can't we They're like, how do we like promote this like huge temple release? Like and Variety has said like the early uh, screenings for The Flash have been positive. Like they've yeah. been really good. And so it's like and I'm guessing it's like a 200 million dollar movie and they can't really. They can't reshoot it with someone else because that would cost a lot of money to like completely redo it and there's also a scheduling thing with like other actors who are in it so like they have to keep what they have um i would assume since this doesn't seem like it's getting any better that it would be good for them to maybe announce that they are going to replace them and maybe down the line like in another if there's another movie Mm -hmm. uh they won't be playing him anymore um that's the only thing i can think of i mean some people brought up to me the whole like Kevin Spacey thing from that uh where he was replaced by uh Christopher Plummer and yeah. that one movie, but that was a supporting role, right? Yes. And like he I think he did it in like seven days or like, and that's mm-hmm. a lot easier to do. Um, they said that Ezra Miller is almost in every scene. In every of scene. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> um But what I what I also saw it kind of bring up on like social media is it seems like they're giving them more of a pass to like let's see if we can work this out like we don't want to to replace them yet we want to see what happens and like other people were pointing out well like other people don't really get that kind of chance sometimes they kind of hit some kind of controversy and then it's like right they're done and i don't necessarily buy into just like jumping into cancel culture either but he but they aren't doing anything to indicate that any of this is going to get better and i know this situation that they're in now there's a lot of uh because I don't know if you've seen the Instagram stuff that the the eighteen year old posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she basically says that like Ezra Miller is her comrade, and that her parents are manipulating the situation, and that. But if you watch the videos, it doesn't sound like someone that's speaking for themselves, and that is just my opinion on it. It does sound like a girl that is completely brainwashed. I know he had uh, they have her going by the name Gibson now, and he and they're saying that she's also non-binary transgender like he's all this other stuff that like uh, that's going on with that whole situation yeah. now and you know like some people point out while well, she's 18 but I guess like we're from they still have like legal guardianship which is why they were able to get the protective order uh, they just have they just haven't been able to serve it to them because they can't he like they could be in Hawaii or Vermont <coughs> or California those are all the places that they kind of listed that Ezra Miller has been lately. Um, And then the mom said that they tried to do a welfare check on their daughter in California, and Ezra Miller allegedly, like, attacked the mother. So there's, like, all this stuff that's just, like, coming out more and more, and it's just, like, it has to be, like, a huge liability to kind of... You can't build a franchise around someone like that, someone like that unless they can completely turn it around in a year. And I, I really... It doesn't seem like... <laughs> Well, yeah, I just don't. I I just don't see it happening. I mean, but there's nothing the studio can really do about what they have now. I like, heard. I mean, they. Have, I heard know, the
1: gives birth in this movie, uh, <laughs> so maybe they could just have them die after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, the,
0: someone just say something. Someone just, say something. someone just say something.
2: I. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. there were rumors. There were rumors that gained traction too. They were like turned out to be false, unless they were like having those discussions and they got out. They weren't supposed to. But Dylan O'Brien was a name that got brought up about replacing Ezra Miller, uh, which would which would be fine by me. I've always thought Grant Gustin should have just been the Flash in the movies. Uh, You already have like a built-in fan base from the shows. Why not just usher him on in? And like my friends are like my friends are like well grant gustin is tired of playing him i was like you give him a sweet movie deal he's suddenly not tired (laughs) anymore (laughs) you'll do it
0: i think that if they were able to to mix that up with grant gustin and basically say like he's like i don't know some speed force shit and he ends up being like you know the new flash for this world or this universe or whatever totally for that just because they've done such a um, or they've taken the steps to make sure the TV was separated from the movies all along, right? Um, you know, and the, with Superman and Lois, with Arrow, with all that stuff. So I feel like they need to they need to have a better plan and not just try to like you know shoot, <laughs> push him. Yeah. Throw, throw it at the wall like they usually do. I yeah. I, let me ask you this question, both of you. We there's new leadership at WB who has been cleaning house, which is not really respectful to uh all the people that have left because some of them have done really good things some of them have left kind of on their own accord realizing that like it was the end of the line in terms of the you know creativity and stuff there um and if you are david saslav who has just stepped into this leadership role you're trying to figure out how to utilize dc moving forward and how to really maximize the ip that you have under the dc umbrella do you take a loss here with Things like Amber Heard in Aquaman with Ezra Miller in The Flash. Do you release Black Adam, which I'm going to go out on a limb here and say is going to be a hit for them. <laughs> do you do you release Black Adam? Do you release Batgirl when it comes out in, uh, I think, December? It's scheduled for. Do you keep moving forward with Blue Beetle, but do you take these big ones? Because The Flash is a movie they have to get right, right? That's a movie that's taking all the shit that came before and try. they keep saying like it's essentially going to satisfy people when it comes to Zack Snyder and all the different directions that they've gone uh, or you know no. it's never going to satisfy them but you know it's going to deal with it um do if they were to say we're we're taking a 12 month delay we're taking a 9 month delay we're pausing we're reshooting the flash we're reworking scenes in aquaman it's going to come out instead of in december whenever it's scheduled in uh, it's going to come out in June or whatever. It's going to take the flashes date.
2: Would you be okay with that? I mean, we've been waiting this long already. I mean,
1: okay. Like, well, yeah, let's, let's wait a little bit longer for these things. It's not like, you know, it's not like a season of television where we've forgotten what happens after like five years of the past yeah. season because <laughs> of like some sort of COVID break. Um, it's just so difficult for me to imagine the flash doing his witty little banter that you know could get kind of annoying and stuff like that but and just be like all right i know what's going on with them and it's really tough for me to separate that and i think it's going to be tough for a lot of people um i mean you know that would involve people seeing it and everything like that i don't know if there'll be like massive boycotts or anything but there's
0: petitions
2: out there (laughs) Oh shit okay (laughs) yeah I suspect it would still do well but I think it would be really hard to have Ezra Miller promote it at all. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, how do you how do you do like a press junket with Ezra Miller? And like he, like they were so unpredictable like it's just like main star like is a huge PR nightmare. <laughs> like it's just like it's what yeah. do you do? It's it's not like
0: Ansel Elgort that you were able to like just sideline with West Side Story or with Army Hammer in Death on the Nile who you know you were able to get away with. Um, not being there. Yeah. this this is the literal star of your film who has played the character in other films uh, and yeah I, I don't know. I, I just kind of look at it like this if they were to come out and say given all the shit that DC has had right all the shit that they've dealt with if they were to come out and say we're here's our plan. If they were ever to come out and say, we have a plan, I'd be like, yes, (laughs) you win. Um,
2: We never have a plan. (laughs) If they
0: they were to come out and just be honest and recognize what's going on in some way, like, you know, PR snazzed it up um, and say, like, we're going to we're taking this opportunity to rework how we're moving forward. I'd be all for that. Mm -hmm. I'd absolutely be all for that. And I think it would be the right move. I also want to share, you know, and not forget or not lose sight of the fact that Ezra Miller clearly needs help. Mm. They clearly need help. Um, And someone shared this and it came across my uh, Twitter feed today. And I thought it was really fascinating and a good example of what should be done in situations like this. Um, I don't know if either of you have are or ever have been wrestling fans, um, but AEW, there's a wrestler, Jeff Hardy, who's been in WWE and stuff like that. He has some stuff going on and they released a statement and said, we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance Mm -hmm. abuse issues, which he has indicated he's open to receiving in the interim. he's suspended without pay and he can only return to AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. If you or a loved one needs help and then gives a resource.
2: I thought that was, that's a masterclass in how to handle a situation like this. Warner brothers should do that. And I'm surprised that they haven't really done that because like the stuff for the variety piece where they were talking about, should Ezra Miller stay? It was a bunch of like, unnamed sources that kind of work with Warner Brothers. It wasn't yeah. like Warner Brothers coming out and saying like, this is what we think we should do. And I'm really surprised they haven't said anything yet because this story, this latest story is getting bigger and bigger. And it's like, you have to come out ahead of it somehow. I mean, I know, I mean, I I would never want to run a studio or have to do anything <laughs> like that because it's, it's just a, <laughs> just the headaches of having to deal with shit like this would like completely throw me. But like, they have to come out ahead of it and not I don't know how much longer they can wait to see what happens. Like on the one hand, it's like, oh, we have a year until the movie comes out, a lot can change. Yeah. But like if stuff doesn't change and you keep pushing back, like giving some kind of response, you know, doing making some kind of action, then you're kind of like pushing your putting yourself in the corner. There's like nothing much you can do. And then you have like the court of public opinion being like, Why haven't you done anything about them yet? And And you know how vocal we are, so it's just (laughs) like, it's that's gonna (laughs) public opinion is very vocal when it comes to stuff like this. Be critical. So it's hard. (laughs) So it's hard. I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes at all. Especially, especially because it seems like just judging from what I'm hearing, the studio really has something good, and they were probably like, oh, this kind of gets this right, finally. (laughs) Um, But now they have to deal with this. And it's it just doesn't seem like it's getting any better.
0: Yeah. it's It reminds me of that meme that's like, this is fine with the dog sitting on oh, yeah. the, the fire,
2: but it's yeah. just the fire keeps growing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> someone posted that today. is like DC and Warner Brothers. Everything's fine. <laughs> just fire. Just like surrounding. Um, you brought up the Ansel Elgort thing too. I didn't really pay attention to how he was used during the press tour until someone pointed out to me that he really didn't do any individual nice. interviews. He just did like group stuff with the cast. Yeah. And he barely did any print and reviews either. It was just all like, kind of like, just me and like the group. And I really didn't pay attention. And that's how they did it because like, you know, that was going to get brought up if he was alone uh, and forced to answer you know questions like that. And you know, the same thing with Army Hammer. They just kind of quietly were like, yeah, he's in death Note now, but don't pay attention. Half of do the poster at the very end. <laughs> he's just like, hanging it off the back of the cardboard. I'm <laughs> <laughs> here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, crazy like nightmares, dude. sucks. Let's go to the
0: other corner of Warner Brothers where other things are happening. Uh, and this is, or the other corner of DC, I should say. We're sticking with DC. Um, but this is a really fascinating story that I am still very torn on. First of all, we're getting a Joker sequel that's called Folly Adu. Is that how you, Folly Ado? No one knows. I guarantee it. <laughs> Fale Adieu. You're going to throw an accent on it. Like, Folly <laughs> There you go. Um, and then last night two bits of news broke that were just I don't get it one is that the Joker follow up is going to be a musical and the other is that Lady Gaga is circling the role of harley quinn i want to start off before we get into this discussion with saying i love lady gaga i think she's extremely talented and i like her as an actress so like everything that i say after this is not against her but gaius when you read this news what was your
2: reaction i thought it was a prank oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't seem real like i was like oh well because initially i only saw that like she was circling the role and i was like oh that's kind of cool because like i you know, even in stuff like House of Gucci, which I thought was flawed, I thought she was fine in it, and I liked the stars more. I think she's a good actress. And then someone commented on like the G reels comments. They're like, "Yeah, she's in it because it's a musical." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I went to go read more, and I was like, "Oh, they are making it a musical." And and then I went on Twitter to see what everyone else thought, and it was a combination of like, "This is the most brilliant idea ever," and "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> like, it just didn't make sense. it didn't make sense to a lot of people, and it's still kind of like. It is one of those things, like, I guess if you could get it right, like, if you, I <clears throat> more power to you, if you can get it right, and, uh, it just seems like a really interesting way to go. And, like, I thought that we weren't even going to get a sequel, I thought they were like, no, it's a standalone movie, but I guess it made like over a billion dollars, so they changed their mm. mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, uh, Jack on our podcast, he like text me right away and he's like we don't need a sequel and why is it a musical and why is she gonna he's just like so angry I was like save it for the show <laughs> he <was> like, uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah it was like it was a mix of that kind of visceral like this doesn't make sense um, but I try not to be a naysayer about some of this stuff upon just hearing like I think a good idea could come out of it if they do it right I can really see like a kind of like dark fun gritty movie musical with Joker and Harley Quinn that could be good um, someone someone posted so- a
0: <laughs> someone posted a fake poster of La La Land from years ago that they made, and it was called Ha Ha Land, and oh. it had it had Joker and Harley Quinn dancing. And he he retweeted it today and said, "Let me pull it up real quick." He goes, um, "Oh, jeez Of course, it's not loading fast enough. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? I'll find it." But Sean, what are your thoughts on this? So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so- <laughs> As someone who really wasn't a fan of the first Joker movie, um, it was a very like fun ride of every like when the the news of the sequel came out and everyone posting that image of the screenplay. And I was like, oh God. And it's called some pretentious title. And I'm just not, oh, we're really doing this stuff. And, but everyone was just like praising it. Yes, this is gonna be amazing. I can't wait. And then watching everyone just absolutely eat each other uh, last night when it turned out it was gonna be a musical of Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like, it was like a bunch oh, of no. rabid dogs.
2: <laughs> <It's> society. <laughs> like, I,
1: just, I, I started to like. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's, yeah, it's really. I, I have such mixed emotions about it because I really just. I wasn't a fan of the first and like this one came out and I was like all right well I'm gonna see it he's gonna try something again Todd Phillips I I, I do think sometimes he like is I, I, it, it was fine Joker was fine by the way I'm not like absolutely saying it was the worst thing of all time but it, for some reason this seems like oh now they're gonna just really try a lot of stuff I think he's got some confidence after getting all those you know Oscar noms and like you know getting that money and he's gonna get a little bit excited with this one and it, it, this looks worried I mean Joaquin signing on is still the moment where I'm like, okay, something's up with this thing where it's still pretty – like there's something there with him. Granted, actors can end up in bad movies sometimes.
0: Joaquin, that's rare. He hasn't signed on yet. Oh, but I
1: thought he was reading it. Wait, was that not... He was reading it, but he's,
2: he, he, he is. He is reading it, he's not officially signed on yet. Which I think is so funny that all this news is so premature, because what if he gets through all of it, he's like, I don't want to do this.
1: <laughs> I don't, oh
2: don't want to do this. I'll be so <laughs> happy about that. Oh, <laughs> like, they put letter in This a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 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 a, little, uh, a little House Gucci of Gucci reunion. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, I
0: please no. I, <laughs> I I don't know if I've still processed it. <laughs> like I, <first> of all, <laughs> I I love Lady Gaga. I think she would be really fascinating to see in a role like this, where it's kind of like you know the the crazy Harley Quinn, the psychotic breaks that she has, and just the intelligence that she also displays through the insanity that she also displays. Um, but I I guess my my problem with this is I do I do think the first movie is very good, and I think that it is great because it's one because it is what it is it's one movie i worry that this movie is going to whether it's a musical or not is going to take away from the impact of the first one and dilute that by playing with the character a little too much uh and stretching what worked in the first one so i i don't know um i don't know i don't know where to go with this one
2: it's so weird i'm i'm really uh... lady,
0: gaga. I'm lady gaga though a star is born house of gucci Joker too. <laughs> Joker. Well,
2: I kind of I, I kind of wow. admire her. I kind of admire her choices though, because like they're not like Sarsmar is great. Uh I won't say that House of Gucci as a film was like really great, but I thought that she held her own. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but it seems like she's pretty strategic about what she wants to pick when it comes to like films and stuff. Uh, and I know there's only this will be only like the third, unless you want to count like what she is in machete kills, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: uh,
2: but like, I I'm kind of confident in the fact that like she seems like she's a very smart woman, like knows like kind of like what would work, and that's why I want to I want to be a little bit more confident in, like what I want to want to pick up what they're putting down like a little bit. <laughs> um, but it is it was it's really twisted weird news. I was just like I who. who who was like, this is a great idea. (laughs) But yeah, I think, uh, (laughs) Ms.
1: Ms. Gaga thrives on less is more. I mean, if I think about like Gucci versus um, a star is born, a star is born. I think it's like a spectacular performance that she's playing, you know, when every woman, like there's no like, like, you know, granted she becomes a superstar, but there's, there's no realism to her. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This, this is what happens quite a lot. It's like, Gucci, and you know, some people love that performance. I think it's a little bit too much, and so I'm worried that this will be a little bit too much. much. And uh, I don't know if she can handle like the big, boisterous roles yet. Granted, we're judging two roles and possibly a third, but um, no. but, yeah, that's where I'm looking at it.
2: Uh, well, yeah, isn't her whole person's whole persona like big and boisterous, though? Like, that seems like so to me that's... Out of <laughs>
1: like, that's the one thing, like, where
2: it was just yeah, like, oh, wow, because I'm, like not doing a thing you're right at the beginning of that movie she is basically just playing like an every woman and then of course yeah. she becomes like she knows the pop star thing because she knows that in real life but like mm-hmm. to watch her kind of play like a regular person uh and play her convincingly uh i i think that's why that performance is so good is she yeah. kind of strips so, strips away all of the celebrity that's attached to being lady gaga and that yeah
0: she really has toned it down over the years too as an as a Uh, an individual she's not as like crazy with you know meat dresses and stuff like back in the day Um, singing
2: with tony bennett stuff yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's true
0: Uh, there's there's actually a documentary on her on i want to say it's netflix um from years ago that it like it leads up to her performance at the super bowl um and it's actually a really eye-opening and um interesting documentary that I, i think gives you a different look at her uh, I just I really like her. I really appreciate her as an artist and stuff. I don't agree that she makes great decisions because if she made great decisions, she would have pushed Jared Leto <laughs> off a bridge during that movie.
2: Um, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know like, what? You're right. Would you not You're, right. Violence? you're kinda right, because I was like I remember watching them and like press stuff together and they're like talking about the roles of just the two of them and oh, she's yeah. like praising him and I was like what movie did you see <laughs> where you're like where you're praising him like he's so good she does like, go he over was in the comp- top with that
0: she always yeah. goes over the yeah. top with that she's like you're not gonna believe this it's just a, it's amazing what
2: has been done <laughs> yeah <laughs> very dramatic <laughs> like- She's like, oh, it's Al Pacino. Oh. Like, She's like like that in every interview I saw her in talking well, about Al, Al Pacino was one of the best parts of that movie, so I'm totally okay with yeah, that. That's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's true.
1: Or Jeremy Irons refusing to do an Italian accent. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to be British. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: let's, let's move on to our next story. This has to do with uh, two sequels that got titles, um, one of which I – what the fudge is this? Um, and the second one is Sean's, like, upcoming most anticipated movie. Um, but the first one is going to be Knives Out 2 uh, has a title called um, <laughs> Glass, Glass Onion. <laughs> my, fr- my,
2: friends said green, my friends said Green Onion to me. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, wait, no, I saw it wrong. <laughs> But either way I, it's stupid it's weird <laughs> yeah
0: it's just fascinating I, okay this should be good it's set in greece things are happening who else is in it there's uh leslie odom jr edward norton janelle Monet, dave batista catherine Hahn, kate hudson jennifer henwick and madeline klein it's insane that cast the other one is paddington yeah. three paddington three will be directed by dougal uh, wilson uh, and it is called Paddington in Peru. Yeah, baby. So I'll let you guys take this wherever you want to take Paddington
1: it. Paddington in Peru, baby. He's going back to his roots.
0: Sean,
2: take us. There. I'm telling you, I can't wait for Paddington in Peru.
1: It's not called Paddington Three, which is a big bold choice because the first one is like first one's Paddington, next one's Paddington Two. They didn't go with Paddington 3. They went Paddington in Peru. He's going back to where his family was from, where he was from, because he's from Peru, even though he has a British accent. Well, he's also a talking bear, so logic is (laughs) thrown right out the window. But that was just one of, like, I I heard this, and it's just like, oh, this is going to be, like, a great story. I don't know if the whole family goes back, because we'd love to see Hugh Bonneville and Sally Hawkins, like, you know, hanging with them again. Um, I I love these movies so much. Um, This director has, like, I looked him up. He has done nothing? Really, I like a lot of like short films.
2: That's very promising.
1: The ambition of the third film of a talking bear, with the first two are just like hundred and two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like it's just like, oh wait, wait a minute, <laughs> like, this is gonna get a little bit dicey. Um, I'm I'm still I'm still fully on board for this. Ben Whishaw as the talking bear, like let's go. Um, I'll talk about Glass Onion for a second because I really had like a some introspective thought on this one because. It seems like, well, a glass onion. An onion, you know, like, as Shrek has taught us, it has layers, and we peel <laughs> back the layers of the mystery when the mystery is revealed. But the mystery would already be revealed if the onion's made of glass! And so... <laughs> it's like, we'd see the mystery! we just look at it, and the killer would be in there! Like, Chris Evans! Sorry to spoil the first. But I... <laughs> so I don't exactly know what the goal is, but then I remember Benoit Blanc, like, um, sort of uh, explaining the, um, the donut with another hole inside a donut and another donut inside there. And so it already like was a silly, didn't make sense thing. So maybe glass onion is that as well. But then why would you like show your cards right away? Like have Benoit Blanc stumble over talking about a dumb metaphor of a glass onion, like he did before as a bumbling detective. And that would have been more fun and just call this knives out again, or sharpen the knives out or something. I don't know. Sharpen the knives out. I like that one. There's certainly
0: a lot to unpack there. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, Gaius,
2: I'm gonna throw that to you. <laughs> good luck, buddy. <laughs> I don't think I get that pack. Um, I, I'm excited for uh, the Knives Out sequel because I really love the first one. And uh, I saw the first one on opening day, uh, in a surprisingly packed year. I didn't realize that that movie was gonna do as well as it did. Yeah. Uh, and so I remember when I saw it, I was like, there are a lot of people in here, like, good, like, a bunch of grownups and stuff. Good, good job, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess my only concern, I guess I shouldn't be a concern, but I kind of wish that this was getting like a full on theatrical release, like the first movie and not debuting on Netflix. And I know they spent a lot of money to get uh, the second one and the third one. Um, But I think it kind of, that first one proved that it could be very successful on the big screen. And I would have liked to have experienced it that way. I know sometimes with Netflix, with these movies, they get like a limited theatrical run. Um, but I would have liked that. And I was actually looking at the cast for this one, and I was trying to like break down, like, do I like just on paper, do I like this ensemble more? Or do I like yeah. the ensemble that was in the first movie? Because um, there are some pretty good names uh, in this one. Like, I'm all for, like, Edward Norton being there. And uh, even even like people like Dave Bautista will be interesting to kind of get them in the mix on something like this. Uh, Kate Hudson's kind of, like, I can't think of the last thing I've seen her in that, like, that I can't remember. So it'll be nice to see her uh, having fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited for. Her. I just re- I really like that character, and I um, I I really hope. I wonder the whole time that Knives Out did well. I was did that for like people that don't like Ryan Johnson. Did that like wipe the stink of the Last Jedi off of them for some people? Or Are they still like really upset about that? <laughs> The people that what, screamed what that classic against-
0: movie? Are they upset about that classic movie? <laughs> <laughs> the
1: people that screamed against Last Jedi don't know directors' names.
0: <laughs> they were just
1: like, <laughs> 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 exactly just like no <laughs> <laughs>
0: diversity in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> And they continue yeah, this. <laughs> oh.
2: And my, my <laughs> congrats to Ryan Johnson for taking his lumps because he feel like he takes them a lot. He's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I tried to <the> thing. <laughs>
0: I, uh, Glass Onion is just a weird title for me. I don't know. It I'm is. Gonna, I'm not even, even going to try to make something of it. It has like a storybook font too, which is like really fascinating to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm into it. I liked the first movie. I wasn't as big on it as a lot of people were because I just didn't feel like it was as um, dynamic in terms of the reveals and stuff at the end. Um, but I was fine with it. I, I had a good time. I bought a sweater from it because Chris Evans wore it, and it looked nice. Oh god! Yes. Um, so I look best. forward to buying another piece of clothing. Catherine Hahn's probably going to model of, the best clothing. <laughs> I think a lot of people got that sweater. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, I think that a, was quite a hit. Quite a hit at Christmas. <laughs> twenty. was a twenty dollar knockoff on Amazon. Um, the <laughs> Uh, and then with Paddington 3, I haven't seen any of the Paddington movies, so I can't tell you anything about it.
2: They're really they're really good. I mean, I I guess the director who did the other ones is not doing this because he's doing Wonka with yeah. Timothy Chameleon. Oh. Uh so he's he's busy on bigger things. Um uh but yeah, I mean like I are they are they both a hundred percent Rotten tomatoes or close to it?
1: Uh, I know movies. two. I think two is without a doubt, and then one might. The be.
0: answer to your question is that oh, yeah. Paddington no, is currently like, at ninety-seven percent, mm. and Paddington Two is at ninety-nine percent.
1: Oh, is that one? Who, dude who, is who is the one? Is it? it's that, <laughs> it's that one guy every time? I don't know his name, but he does it every time. He does the contrary in review. No, don't call me out it's like, like it's that.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Joe. Like he's, like he's like. Let me blow up this real quick.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's all so right, true.
0: Let's move on to our last story here. And this is about another um, wonderful uh, video game adaptation. This is Duke Nukem. So if you're not familiar with what Duke Nukem is, uh, I am going to share a trailer for one of the most recent games real quick for a minute uh, so that we're all up to speed on what to expect from Mr. Duke Nukem. Enjoy. My goodness. Mature. (laughs) Can you hear it? Yep.
2: They used to tell stories of a man who saved the world, a man whose very presence sent aliens running back to their motherships, a man who (laughs) disappeared without a
1: trace. When the invaders came back, they came back angry. Oh, it's a statue, isn't it? Or our planet apart, bit by bit. But they made one mistake. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 What? Oh. What? I'm sorry. We always speak the hard one.
2: <laughs> what is this?
1: Another butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Another butt. Oh, going.
0: In the jewels, did that come out in the 90s? I forget what that one was. Duke Nukem Forever is what that one was called, right? That was out in 2001, I believe. Oh, that actually fits. 2011. Oh, that is interesting. It's very interesting. So, Duke Nukem, if you're familiar with Doom, uh, the you know, first person game, it's like one of the original, like, big ones that was out there. Duke Nukem was kind of like the crazier like rated x version of of that um a little crazy i remember wa- uh, playing it when i was growing up <laughs> i was allowed to play a lot of weird things kind of explains a lot if you know me today um but they are finally making a duke nukem movie and this is set up at Lionsgate, i believe it is if i'm not mistaken yeah no legendary i'm sorry i um, set up at legendary and cobra kai creators josh held john herwitz and hayden schlossberg are behind it Um, What's fascinating about this is they have been trying to make a Duke Nukem movie since back in the 90s. Uh, And there's been a lot of starts and stops and all that just hasn't quite worked out. Um, In 2008, most recently, uh, the uh, I think I want to say it was Lionsgate at that point. I have Lionsgate in my head for some reason. Um, But John Cena was attached to play Duke Nukem at that time. Um, And John Cena is someone that I think would be really good at playing Duke Nukem right now. Uh, But, first of all, Gaius, any experience with Duke Nukem? Any knowledge of it? And number two, who
2: do you think should play this character? Um, I had a lot of friends that played it. Uh, I didn't play it too much growing up. Um, But I do remember hearing all the stories about them trying to make a movie for like a really long time. And I can't see anyone else but John Cena playing this part. Maybe The Miz, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of who else (laughs) I can think of. (laughs) Uh, Uh, but uh, I know it seems like it seems tailor made for him uh, a bit. So, like, um, you know, adapting stuff like this is always <laughs> like video games and stuff is always kind of tricky because it's like <laughs> there's not really like a high, high, high standard for how <laughs> good, good they should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, I guess there's a reason they keep trying because they they must think that, you know, yeah. there's some profitability that can be made from it. Um, yeah, cause I, remember, I remember hearing stories about them trying to make a movie for a really long time and my friends being very excited. And then those stories like dying off <laughs> and not that movie not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, in Legendary seems like the right place for it to be set up. At. It seems like right up their alley too. Yeah. Um, but no, I would, I would give it a shot. I give most, uh, even even if I didn't play the game a lot growing up, I would give it a shot just to kind of see what they do with it. Yeah. But I can only see John Cena doing it. Like, I was trying to think of anyone that even looks like that, <laughs> that is famous right now, that would take on that role. And I can't think of anyone else other than him.
0: Coming net has a line that says, um, Duke Nukem is a character that reads like a parody of a parody in today's climate. <laughs> uh, which I think is pretty funny. Um But uh, Sean, your thoughts on Nuke Nukem and who could play the character?
1: I am remarkably out of my depth right now. Like, (laughs) I've, I've never played a video game. Like, I don't know what any of this is. I'm looking at the picture of him to try to figure out who to cast. And all I can think of is, and I guess maybe he's just popular in the news this week, but just Chris Evans from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um
2: and it just seems
1: like that, like just with the because I'm looking at the square head with the uh with the hair like completely like you know masked up like that. And uh that's all I can really think of. But yeah, John Cena is probably the uh best uh go-to. Um oh. in terms of this, if this is a parody of a parody, um they could really play in and lean on that. Because if they tried to play this genuine, it seems like this would be an absolute disaster.
2: You know? <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> like, uh- What's the guy's name for Reacher from the from the Amazon? That show? Oh, that's who I, I was thinking, Alan Richston. Yes. <laughs> that, that guy would work too, actually. He actually looks the part probably and he's you know younger and you know he's and up and coming. Tree. <laughs> I, also,
0: I also was thinking um, uh, Alexander Ludwig for some reason I'm like trying to think of younger actors that I think could do the action role and allow them to continue to build. I feel like if they're going to do, they're going to want everyone wants to start a franchise these days. Right. So yeah. I just, I just feel like maybe we might be too John seen it out with these big roles. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, I would like to see... I love that Alan Richson uh, idea, though. That's oh, that's a really genius good. idea. Yeah,
2: because he's, he's huge already. <laughs> yeah, he is a huge yeah.
0: dude. <laughs> I'm sure,
2: I'm, i would be surprised if people are like, circle that movie. We need to get around that. <laughs> 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 throw, throw, throw yourself out there.
0: <laughs> kind of crazy, though, that we're getting another video game adaptation. But hey, welcome to the world today. We're looking for existing IP to adapt. <laughs> that is the name of the game.
2: I mean, uh, they do well,
0: though. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I'm with you, guys. I'm with you. They do man. well, so... People, they have, they have built-in fans, so people are going to go see them. Yep. Um, let's talk about rants and raves. The, we'd like to end, Gaius, with like you know being either pissed off or really excited. Um, I am going to start off with my rant today, and this is about Pixar. And look, I want to go on the record <laughs> as saying I love Pixar. I think they are the best at what they do. I love Disney. I'm a Disney adult. There was an article today about like dissecting the Disney adult. Um, and it made me feel like I was like an other, 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 but whatever. Um, the thing with Pixar that is really frustrating is when they miss the mark a little bit that we're not allowed to criticize them. And I, the reason I say this is because I have been posting my social reactions to TikTok just as really short videos with sound uh, with like a song behind them. And it's just literally the words of my tweet uh, with my social reaction on the TikTok when I tell you that this one took off for Lightyear right away and it went insane, people saying like, you know, just based on his other reviews, he, uh, that makes a lot of sense why he likes, why he didn't like this one. Um, and you know, it's made, it's made for kids. What do you expect? And someone even saw that I had like the pride flag in my thing. And they said, uh, that your, what was it? Your, your Twitter profile picture, um, makes you unreliable or something like that. I'm like, well, this is really nice and vitriolic today. Um, (laughs) But it's, you know, at the end of the day, like Pixar's pumping out a lot of movies. So there's going to be some duds and there's going to be some that are better than others. And I, I think that's okay. There's still quality. It's still a beautifully animated movie. It is a solid, you know, movie for kids that are, that are going to absolutely love it. But with the level of emotional uh, impact that a lot of the other films have had, um, it doesn't quite live up to that for me. So enough about Lightyear. But looking at Pixar in general, I'm also really pissed off about. The fact that, like, this is the one they've put in theaters, right? But we had three really good Pixar movies, really <laughs> good true, Pixar actually. movies, right? <laughs> we had, we had starting with Soul and then Luca and then Turning Red. Am I missing any? Right. I think they're the the three that went straight to, yeah, a,
2: to Disney yeah, Plus.
0: And, and they're really good movies. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, not that Rotten Tomatoes is everything, they're all certified fresh above 90%. And as of yesterday, Lightyear was at 82%. Uh, and I'm just saying that, that uh, yeah, it's still at 82%. Uh, but I'm just saying that, you know, it's not Pixar level. So obviously people are agreeing with me. So listen, Pixar, like any any director, any actor, any studio, any franchise, Harry Potter is going to be able to, or is going, it needs to be able to have duds here and there. They're not going to hit it out of the park every time. We saw that with Star Wars. Come on. Um, it's just, it's amazing to me, like how. Crazy defensive people get. And the best was pe- these people, not to like put myself on a pedestal here, they didn't see the fucking movie. <laughs> you know, like they're complaining and saying <laughs> all this shit, and you haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> someone goes, Someone literally said, How do you even know from seeing uh, 30 minutes at CinemaCon? I was like, I Ugh. saw the movie. And I like, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and the, the kid goes, I'm assuming it's a kid just based on the profile. And he goes, Are you, uh, what are you, some kind of critic who gets to see them early? And I was like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally, yes 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 i am yes, yes i am I, it's just like, we, <laughs> we gotta give these movies room and like be able to admit when things aren't good and you know and and again at the end of the day again that's just my opinion other people are clearly loving it people the next person's gonna love it you know that's fine that should be okay uh but it's just uh, i was surprised surprised but also not surprised with it um I go into every Disney movie in my head being like, God, another damn five out of five. Like, this is going to be insane. Because I love Disney (laughs) movies. I love them. And I think they're top quality. Um, So for this, I gave it a two out of five. And for me, that's like sacrilege. Like, I'm repenting to, you know, Britney Spears right now. But um, just a lot (laughs) going on. So...
2: Um, I think so I, I, audibly ga- I audibly guessed <laughs> when I saw you. You audibly guessed what? God, I, your review. I mean, because I, I, I wouldn't judge it. I'm like, yo, oh, it's his opinion, it's opinion. that. But when I swiped to go see, I wonder what the score is. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, two <laughs> out of five.
0: <laughs>
2: but they, but you, weren't the we're only, like, you weren't the only one, though. I mean, like I think if you look more on like social media, you're not the only one that is kind of feeling that way yeah. about it. Uh, so I, I mean I, I don't, don't do one. this I don't do
0: this often, but I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes re- actual reviews, not just the score. And I went because I was like, "Who else? Who else said that this wasn't good?" And I, the very top at that time, earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, um, review that was under Rotten was like not word for word, but it essentially was what I said. And I was like, "Thank you, thank Ooh. you!" Like I'm not crazy. I am crazy. I'm not crazy. But <laughs> um, speaking of crazy, you have a rave about Barry, Sean oh boy
1: in a world of prestige tv where everything is the best series ever and this is going to be the best thing ever and everything like that barry just flies over all of them like i'm telling you barry like this this is the rare show that has just been better every season and this season got better every episode um i i can't get into too much obviously because you know it, it gets too crazy but i just think that like this is just something where you know it is a comedy it truly is a comedy at its bones but it is a dark dark viciously dark comedy that is unforgiving but just like just so damn satisfying in how it's created bill Hader is directing these magnificently he is go- straight up directing all of season four so it's just like i this is just gonna get better i don't know where it's gonna go from here like it's just unbelievable but this show like you know if I, i've talked to a few people that were not struggling with season one, but they said, Oh, I kind of stopped after season one. I think season one spectacular as well, by the way. But it's just going to get better and better. So if you're someone working through it, just absolutely keep through because, man, oh, man, did I just see like the best season of television ever.
0: What is that on again?
1: HBO Max. Okay.
0: HBO. Half it's hour show or hour show?
2: Half hour, baby. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> He's like, it's my, it's my sweet spot. That's perfect. I love it. I love it. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs>
0: Uh, Guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm very upset to see what you have listed here as your rant, but go for it with the Jurassic franchise.
2: Uh, all right, I am um, I'm only saying this after seeing Dominion, and then like going back to like you know when we were talking about it on uh, my podcast last week when we were just talking about each of the films after the first movie. Uh, there, even like there's uh, we were talking about there's stuff to enjoy in like the Lost World, or like there might be a little bit to enjoy in Jurassic Park Three, like. Overall, that franchise outside of the first movie has just been mostly mediocre and we've allowed it to make a ton of money for being not that great. Like this one is probably going to make close to a billion dollars worldwide and it's not that good. I mean, Fallen Kingdom made $1.3 billion worldwide and that movie is not really good. And I just wonder if it it keeps being successful, will will they keep cranking them out? Because I kind of just want them to kind of put it to bed at this point, until so they have like a really, really good idea to keep it going. Other than dinosaurs are cool, let's build something around that. Um, <laughs> Locust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and like my my buddy brought it up too. He was like, "That's crazy how that like even something like Jurassic Park three, which a lot of people don't even like, made money and turned a profit." So it's just like you know, like a lot of those sequels, a lot of that franchise has managed to just be like casually mediocre and then get by on like everyone just kind of like i guess we hoping to recapture the nostalgia of the first movie and then we just keep chasing that and it just doesn't happen um but after this one i was like i would just really like it to be done and because i can't see like what else they could do but then i'm looking at all the box office returns it's like they have universal has no reason to be like well no like, like Despite that twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, cause it dropped to twenty nine percent. I had I like looked it up before we got on today. Despite all that, like we're gonna make close to a billion dollars on this one too. So like, what do you guys know? I guess, but I I would just love for if they're gonna keep it going, just have a, like a really fresh idea to keep it going, rather than just cranking them out because they're continuing to make money, but the quality of the movies aren't improving at all.
0: Godzilla versus Kong versus Jurassic World. Well, okay, cool. I think we just. The <laughs> there you go. Um, in Besides the words the of in the words of Eliza Hamilton, take a break.
2: <laughs> please, uh, just please take, take a break through. from this.
0: Um, listen, always fun to chat about the craziness going on in the world. I want to uh, share one one other thing here, back to Lightyear, that someone tweeted. <laughs> and it's sending me I just so I always check to make sure that we didn't miss any like blight breaking news that we're going to be pissed off we didn't cover um, and this is uh, someone tweeted Tim Allen will always be Buzz Lightyear Disney has destroyed another great iconic character due to wokeness and someone responded okay. yes indeed nothing screams wokeness like replacing a white guy with a white guy <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so true
0: oh
2: my well, god all uh, the, well, the internet, internet. <laughs> It's they literally so replaced him with
1: Captain America, the ultimate nationalist. Like, they're really going for like oh
2: my God. Yeah, I saw Insane. earlier earlier someone was like, Oh, they replaced him because of Tim Allen's like political views. And then someone was like, Um they're doing like a Disney Plus series with the Santa Claus, and he's gonna be in <laughs> it. So it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, he's a younger version, <laughs> he's a younger version of the character. Calm down. <laughs> this so this uh, is and this is a slight spoiler, but it's in the new
0: trailers. They say at the very beginning. In, like, in 1994, 1995, Andy saw a movie with his favorite character, Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. That's what this is. Oh, that makes sense. And it's Man, I, th- I love that. That's fantastic marketing that should have been out there for the past year.
1: <laughs> yeah, it should have been. <laughs> I thought he was a real person in the world of Andy's
2: universe. I
1: no. thought so, too. Thought That's so what so. I was thinking. I'm pretty damn pissed off right now. I feel like I was <laughs> taking it for a ride. Wow. I'm giving this two out of five. I, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I,
2: think I, I think I told other people that as like fact. I was like, yeah, this is what it's about.
1: <laughs> buddy, I moved in there wrong. with such confidence. I was just like, <laughs> no,
0: you don't get it. You just don't get it. <laughs> you don't understand. It's really meta.
2: It's it's fantastic. Oh, um, oh, let's take man.
0: let's take you for another ride here. So I'm with the top new releases this week. Halftime, the Jennifer Lopez documentary that premiered uh, opening night at Tribeca hits Netflix. Brian and Charles hits theaters. Lightyear hits theaters. Blowback hits limited theaters. Cha-Cha Real Smooth hits Apple TV+. Plus. I love that movie so much. Um, good luck to you, Leo Grande hits Hulu. I also really enjoyed that movie. Um, so please check that out. Jerry and Marge go large to Paramount+. Plus. And Spiderhead, the Chris Hemsworth, uh, Miles Teller film, right? Uh, hits Spiderhead. Yep. It's Spiderhead. It's Netflix. <laughs> um so <laughs> they launched a streaming service for just that one movie
1: <laughs> ten dollars a month to just one spider head that would be
0: a great marketing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who that?
2: people oh man people um
0: gaius once again thank you so much for joining us it's always a pleasure to chat with you it's been too long hopefully it won't be too long moving forward but tell us once again where we can
2: find you Well, you can find G-Rules on Instagram, G underscore R-E-E-L-Z. You got the Back to the Blockbuster podcast with my buddy Owen and Jack. And then on JoBlo, I am the morning newsreader. So first thing in the morning, 4 a.m. until 9 or 10. That's all me. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. That sounds horrendous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, oh yeah that that shift they always do you want a later one i'm like i'm used to it now i've already my clock has already changed to wake up at 3 30 in the morning there's no going back <laughs> so i'm i'm in it it's a long haul <laughs> once guy at the movies gets profitable i'll be putting those people in
0: place because right now it's me <laughs> i'm like what is this at 5 a.m that just dinged on my twitter god damn it hold on <laughs> a lot of fun i've been <laughs> a meeting at work and i'm like oh shit <laughs> um, John, What are we going to be doing on Patreon this weekend? Uh, Well, this weekend I'm going to be fucking moving, dude. What are we going to be posting that we're recording before this weekend?
1: Oh, that. Um, Sorry. A little peek behind the curtain there. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna probably do a, a spoiler episode of jurassic world dominion
0: with dom from talking tv podcast with Dom
1: talking on tv podcast yes
0: stay tuned for that join the patreon it's currently two dollars a month if you want to jump in for all the fun and then we will be sharing it wider way down the road potentially i'm gonna keep you on the you know guessing there will we will we not but well, we have a lot of uh, fun things we want to talk about with that so we'll dive into it more once again, thank you guys for being here. All of you that have paid that have paid attention. I always say that. All of you that have paid attention to us. Um, all of you that have tuned in tonight and all of you listening, we will see you next week. The Guy at the Movies podcast is a joint venture between Math Teacher Movies and Guy at the Movies. You can catch new episodes weekly right here wherever you're listening to this one. Subscribe so you never miss a beat.